1: Welcome to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga. It's the spring training edition of our podcast, and we're joined by Cleveland.com's Paul Hoynes from Goodyear, Arizona. Paul, good to hear from you.
0: Good to hear from you,
1: Joe. Uh, What's the weather like out there? How is it today? (laughs) It's blowing like crazy.
0: There's like a dust storm in front of the complex. I think it's colder here than it was in Cleveland today.
1: That's what somebody said. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty balmy here. The uh the temperature's gone up, so uh not not too bad, but the uh the Indians had their first uh full squad workout today, correct?
0: Yeah, first full squad workout. Everybody was here that was supposed to be here, and uh everything went well. No you know nobody nobody got hurt and uh you know and uh, they're like four, what, 3 games away, 3 days away from their first uh exhibition game. So, things are moving rapidly.
1: Uh, Terry Francona met with the team, uh, before their workout today. Uh, it's his, his annual, uh, message to the guys. Uh, what did, uh, did Terry say afterwards uh, about the meeting that he had with the team and, and how, uh, how they received his message?
0: Yeah. He said, you know, it's the same message, uh, that he gives, uh, that he's given the last five years, you know, respect the game, play hard, don't back down from anybody. And, uh, you know, everybody's heard it, I guess, a couple times now, more than a couple times. But I think it, it just—he uh, said it bears repeating. So, uh, you know, everybody, you know, it reinforces what what the team is here for, what the veterans are here for, and and also, you know, gives the message to the newer the, the new guys here, like a uh, lot, you know, yonder Alonzo and and people like that. So, I think it was pretty. I don't think it's a fire and brimstone thing, but. Uh, I think, uh, you know, everybody gets to talk. The clubhouse guys talk. uh, The traveling secretary talks. So, you know, I think it's kind of a meet and greet that just the players know exactly who people are and uh, how how they help them uh, do their job.
1: And and it really is the stepping stepping off point for the season, correct? This is like the, you know, now from from now until pretty much the, the, the last out of the last game, whether that's the regular season or the playoffs, This is, this is it. This is, this is go time for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is, and you know, Franco doesn't hold, hold many meetings. I don't think he's a big believer in that. And, uh, he said, uh, you know, hopefully this is the last meeting we have for a long time. And you're right. You know, you kind of lay the framework of what you guys what the team wants to accomplish, what they're here for. And, uh, I think that's pretty clear, you know, based on what they've done over the last five years, especially the last two years that, uh, you know the the postseason is, is the goal, and uh, to go deep into the postseason.
1: Uh, you know, you were able to take in that first workout and be around the guys. Uh, anything jump out at you? Anything noticeable? Anything different uh, about any of the players? About any of their approaches? Uh, what did you hear from uh, hear and see while you were around the cages and around the guys at the first workout?
0: Oh, uh, you know, just you know, just the normal stuff. You know, nothing nothing really uh you know surprising i just uh, you know you, you realize how big these guys are you realize you know uh, bradley zimmer is like he really is sick he looks like he's 6'8 he doesn't look like he looks like he grew about 3 inches. and you know edward edwin Encarnacion, those guys you know uh, they are just big men and uh you realize uh you know it 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 takes uh, you know you got to got to have some talent to play this game and um you know so it it was you know you know was fielding drills you know the usual stuff uh but but nothing uh, you know nothing that really jumped out but those the size of the guys that's what kind of impressed me and you know you, you saw you know guys taking ground balls at first and second and third and working on infield plays uh so i think um you know it's just kind of you know the first day of many here so uh, we'll see what see what tomorrow brings
1: from uh, from the photos and the um, the videos that I've seen coming out of uh, Arizona so far, I, you know, I, besides the obvious uh, silver hairdo, I, 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 does Frankie Lindor look like he's hit the weight room a little bit? Uh, he, he lo- I mean, he looks like you said bigger, but you know, uh, looks like he's he's gotten stronger, gotten gotten a little bit bigger. He's uh, a guy who hit thirty three home runs last year, uh, you know. Is it, is it necessary or possible for him to have gotten bigger in the off season?
0: Yeah, he said, you know, uh I talked to him today. Uh I said he weighs uh, about 190 pounds. Uh he looks, uh, you know, he looks cut. I think he he's, he was joking around saying, "Yeah, I might have lifted weights once a week during the off season." So I think uh, you know, I think he he kind of concentrated on that. You know, last year he said he came to a camp he, he had just been sick and he, you know, his weight had dropped to like uh 180 170 you know the high 170s so now he says he's he's right he's at you know he's he's at 190 and he played between 185 and 190 last year so you know I, I think he just looks you know he looks like a guy that's that spent the winter in the gym and uh that and you know gradually you know I think that probably the baseball season wears you down so we'll see you know and uh you it's good to uh do as much work in the off season and keep that program going during the, during the during the regular season.
1: Uh, over the weekend, the Indians added Raji Davis on a, uh, a minor league deal, non roster invitee to big league camp. So so Raji is back. Uh, and just to just to touch on Frankie with Raji a little bit, uh, you know the the stolen base aspect and the speed aspect might have taken a little hit last year uh, with with Raji not being back with the club. Uh, is there anything Frankie and and possibly Jose Ramirez can can take from having Roger around you know the, the the stolen base expertise and experience uh can can we maybe see uh you know that part of the the profile maybe increase for both of them with with Roger being uh added or added and possibly being part of the roster
0: yeah I, d- I definitely think so when he was here 2 years ago he led the American League in steals and that really, he pushed, he pushed the rest of the team. He pushed guys like Kipnis and, and, and Lindor and, and, uh, uh, Jose Ramirez. So, you know, those guys uh, can still run and I think he'll, he'll help them if he makes the club. And, you know, BJ Upton, I mean, Melvin Upton, uh, has, can run as well. I think, uh, they're both in the top 10. Among active players, uh, you know, uh, Raja and and Melvin in, in steals among active players. I think, you know, Raja's got like almost four hundred, and and Upton's got three hundred. So whoever makes that club, or or maybe they both make the club, depending, you know, on on how the uh, roster is put together. So I think that they, 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 they do add an element of speed.
1: I I saw a video clip of uh, Francisco Lindor comparing the the disappointment of the the postseason the last couple of years to uh to an ex girlfriend. Uh what, what do you take from uh from Frankie's take on uh on comparing the, the postseason uh you know tribulations to uh the ex girlfriend situation? Yeah, you
0: said uh, someone asked him um uh you know, have you gotten over it? You know, have you gotten over getting knocked out of the postseason last year? And he goes, You never get over it. It's like You never get over an ex-girlfriend, you know. You move on, you turn the page, but you uh, you really you always remember her, and you 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 don't forget it. So (laughs) I think that's. uh, I guess I think he would probably say the same thing about being up two nothing against the Yankees and and losing three straight. Uh, As
1: as of right now, from what you can what you can see, uh, you know, the the pitchers and and the hitters uh, you know who's ahead of whom right now uh, at this point and you know it's what two days in but uh like you said the, the first games are coming up on Friday
0: yeah the pitchers usually have an edge now they haven't started live batting practice i don't you know usually you don't start that right now but maybe they'll do that in the next couple of games just because uh you know they, they they are playing friday so but usually you know the the pitchers have been in camp maybe 4 or 5 6 more days uh than than the hitters uh so they're they you know they usually have an advantage at this point of spring training uh, you know but you know I think then it, you know it usually it, it be, the hitters catch up quickly but right now um it is you know the pitchers have the edge but you know I, I you know Frank Cone always says you know you know the, the the one the one thing you can get where, where you get fooled Joe, in, in spring training, I think, is, uh, you know, with hitters especially, you know, when, when, a guy, when a guy hits 400 in spring training, it's usually because pitchers are only throwing fastballs right down the middle, and, and you, can't, you can't really base evaluate players, pitchers and hitters, in spring training or in September, because those are kind of a skewered, uh, skewered months or skewered
1: periods of time for scouts. Uh, another thing that uh Terry Francona is um you know, fond of saying is that opening day isn't really a uh a real good benchmark for uh players that are recovering from injuries or working through or rehabbing injuries. Uh so put on the uh the the medical outfit now and uh and tell us about, you know, where everybody is who's who's rehabbing injuries.
0: Yeah, um um Michael Brantley is, you know, took BP today. Uh, he looked very impressive. He's still run you know, he hasn't started cutting when he's running, but he's running in a straight line. He can throw, he can swing the bat. Uh, so, you know, they still don't know if he's going to be ready opening day. Uh, uh, Brandon, uh, Geyer, another outfielder coming off, uh, left, uh, wrist surgery is going to, you know, see the doctor that, that performed the surgery on Thursday and they'll, you know, he'll, he'll tell him, when uh, he can start his, uh, you know, swinging the bat, uh, he's doing. He's running. He's he's uh, you know swinging the bat one hand, one handed right now. Uh, he can throw. He can do everything except really you know swing the bat under under normal conditions. Uh, so we'll find out about him. Danny Salazar is uh, you know still kind of working into his throwing program. He's he's playing catch. He's got the sore uh, right shoulder. And I think uh, I don't, I'm probably missing somebody,
1: but those are the three guys that kind of jump out at you. And uh, as you reported this morning, uh, Francona did sit down with Jason Kipnis and Jose Ramirez to talk about, uh, you know, what they can expect and, and, and what they should sort of set their approach to. Uh, what, what do you take from what Terry said about those conversations?
0: Yeah, you know, I think it was, you know, it's pretty much what everybody has been saying during most of the off season. Since the Indians kind of really made the decision to uh, say, uh, okay, we're going to put Kipnis back at second base and go from there. You know, when uh, they had tried to trade him and it obviously didn't work. Uh, so, um, I think, you know, he, he told Kipnis, Hey, go out, to, go out in spring training and approach it like you're a second baseman. If we have to adjust, we'll do it together. Then uh, with uh, Ramirez, he, he just he told him basically the same thing. He said, you're my third baseman. Go out there, get ready as a third baseman. And if we have to change, we'll talk about it, and uh, then we'll make the move. But right now, you know, both uh, Kipnis and, and Ramirez are taking ground balls at second
1: and third respectively. Uh just from a third-person perspective, just to see uh, Francona back with the team and, and interacting with the guys after uh, the passing of his father, uh, what's your take on on Tito's uh, approach and, and how he appears to be uh, back with the team now that, now that he's there? Yeah, I think he's really happy to be back
0: here. You know, I thought what he said yesterday, he told the reporters, uh, you know, how he had gone home to New Brighton and uh, spent, you know, a couple days there with his family, following the death of his father, helped uh, bury his, his father. And then uh, he said, I spent time with my family. Then I came back to Goodyear to be with my uh, my family again. So I think it's really kind of uh, he's found some comfort and uh, security and just uh, a, a sense of well-being. I think, you know, he's he's obviously, uh, you know, I think Cleveland is a big part of uh, his you no know, kind of DNA, you know, his whole family's DNA. His dad played here, he played here. Uh, he's he's had five great years as managing the club here. Uh, you know, he's he's got some deep roots, and I think it's it's comforting to to uh, know for him to just be back in there and do doing what he's you know spent most of his adult life doing. So I think that was, you know, he really kind of I, I admired how he how he handled himself yesterday.
1: Uh over the weekend the uh announcement came out that the San Diego Padres had signed Eric Hosmer, uh one of the big uh the big sort of free agents still lingering out there uh in in sort of limbo right uh up until that point. But uh this is a this is a guy who the Indians would, would face nineteen times a year uh with the Kansas That's been uh been taken out of their lineup. Uh, how how is this going to impact, or does it impact uh, the the Central Division in any way? With with Hosmer now going to the West Coast with uh, San Diego,
0: yeah, I think it does. <laughs> excuse me, obviously impact you know the Indians and every other team in the AL Central. This you know he was an All Star uh, type player, um, you know first baseman, swung the bat well, played good defense, and now he's going to the National League. And uh, like you said, Joe. Uh, we're not, they're not going to see him 19 times a year. And Hosmer always hit well against the Indians. It seemed like to me. So that, you know, that's uh that's a plus for the tribe. It makes, makes their job a little bit easier. You know, I'm, I'm still surprised he went to San Diego. I, I don't quite understand that. I, you're 28, you, you know, you, obviously I, I understand the money, but uh, you're 28. You're going to a team that has really struggled and is still rebuilding, uh, I, I would think you know he's won a World Series, wouldn't he want to go to an environment where where he could do that again? Now I don't know if how many other offers he did receive, you know, from from contending teams, but uh, you know it's it's getting late in spring training, and maybe he just decided, hey, this is the best offer I'm going to get, and it's a it's a great offer, and uh, let's go. You know, maybe maybe and San Diego's not a bad place to play or live.
1: And it's uh, it's not a bad place if you have to go and play major league baseball to uh, to be in the uh, in the weather down there. Uh, what is what does that say then, uh, maybe about Mike Mustakas and 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 the Royals' ability to bring him back? Uh, they've lost Lorenzo Cain to Milwaukee. Hosmer's gone. Uh, you know, this is a uh, Mustakas is a guy who they could maybe uh, make an offer to and, and bring him back.
0: Yeah, I mean maybe you know I, you know that's the one guy I haven't heard anything about is Moustakas you know left-handed hitting you know he set the uh, left-handed hitting third baseman set the franchise record in home runs last year and uh, you know he really hasn't registered much of a blip on on the a, on a radar screen as far as interest goes you know it just it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting situation and he's not the only guy out there in that situation I mean you know, Jake Arrieta is, is, is struggling, is I mean is is looking for work. There's a bunch of guys still work, looking for work. So um you know I think uh Moustak is you know, maybe he, he gets to the position where he's gotta take another one and uh, take a one year deal, you know, have a good year and then go back out in the free agent market and see uh see what if if the interest is any stronger.
1: All right. Uh also today yeah. Major League Baseball made the announcement uh, that there will not be a pitching clock in uh, 2018. No 20-second pitch clock uh, to improve the pace of play, but they are going to limit the number of mound visits, uh, and not just mound visits by coaches, but uh, by players as well. So you can't run your, uh, your shortstop out there to buy a little time to to warm up a guy in the, in the bullpen uh, as much, you can't, uh, any more than six times in a game. Uh I, I I recall talking to Mike Clevenger and, and a couple other Indians uh pitchers who who said that there are teams and he wasn't really willing to to name teams or names, but uh uh I feel like Detroit was one of them uh who uh who particularly abused that uh that sort of uh privilege up until now and this will be a, a change uh in, in twenty eighteen that we're expecting. But uh has there been any reaction to or, or relief that there isn't uh a, a Going to be a twenty-second pitch clock uh, among the players now.
0: You know, I uh, you know, Cone was talking about that. He was under the impression that there was going to be a pitch clock, but obviously there isn't. So maybe that's still in the testing phase. You know, I did talk to uh, Roberto Perez and and uh, Jan Gomes about uh, the you know the limiting of the uh, mound visits. Uh, Gomes seemed to say that um, you know he he, he didn't. You know, with the six visits, he goes, that's about, that's the, uh, the, I guess you're, you're, you're limited to six visits under these new rules, the, the catcher or the teammate or a pitching coach or a manager. And uh, he said, that's about average for us. You know, he said, you know, I, I usually don't like to get, go to the mound and talk to, to my pitcher during a game because, you know, everything's moving pretty fast during the game. He said that when I talk to him, it's between innings on the bench. I think that's the best time to do it. Um, uh, uh, Perez was a little more uh, – he, he was he was a little more concerned. Uh, he said, you know, what happens if you think somebody's stealing signs on second base, a, a base runner stealing signs? You know, you got to go out there and change. But both of them said they had the – uh, look at the look at the, the look at the new rules and sit down and talk about them and uh, see how the Indians are going to handle it as a team. Uh,
1: you know, it just seems to me that the that they tried to make a change here that would that would you know decrease the the amount of game time and all that without changing too much of the game that like the players were were upset about the idea of a pitch clock, but. It, because it changed the the essence of the game, like the, the game had never had a clock before. It, it was it was always, you know, it, it was twenty seven outs, not any sort of time limit. So I, I, I guess to to see the the agreement come that it has sort of like the lightest touch to it uh, is probably a good thing for for both sides, right?
0: Yeah, I think th- this is, you know, some trying to find some common ground, but you I think the pitch clock is coming here. If these games don't speed up, uh, you know, it's, uh, the commissioner, I think is going to push for this, uh, push for a pitch clock in, uh, you know, next season, even in 2019. I don't think we've heard the last of it. You know, we've seen it in the Arizona Fall League and in the minors. Uh, I think, uh, the pitch is coming up. Through that, through that system, through the minors, will be used to it or have grown used to it, and I would not be surprised if in, within the next two or three years there's a pitch clock in every big league ballpark.
1: Uh, right now we've got, uh, you know, the, the full squad is there as reporter has worked out. Uh, any of the young guys, uh, you know, stand out yet or, or have you seen anything from them? uh or is it just too early in camp to to, yeah, be able to say anything Yeah it's
0: it's pretty early Joe I haven't seen uh too much uh you know you get, you see guys hit in in BP and 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 that's about it but there's nothing really that that stands out there's nothing really that you know jumps out at you uh, you know you got to see the games and and you know when when they start playing and you know and with uh you know with only 4 days of workouts you're not going to see too much about that so you know i i i think uh, you know obviously there's some guys you want to see you know um uh uh just uh, i'm i'm trying uh you know some of the guys you mentioned in your in your 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 prospect report uh you know eric Stamets is here um uh i a big. I'm, I'm outside doing this. Some tumbleweed just blew by me. I feel like I'm in I'm in Dodge City, well, waiting to see uh, Marshall Dillon come down Main Street here.
1: Wow. Yeah. So talking but, uh, between the tumbleweed. Yeah. Uh,
0: who's the first baseman at Double A? Uh, uh, Bobby Bradley. Yeah, Bobby Bradley's here. I, I, you know, I'd like to see him. Uh, uh, there's, uh, you know, Mejia's here. Obviously, he looks good. You know he can really swing the bat. I, I was watching him in in BP today, and he you know he really swings the bat. And they were talking about maybe you know some at some point playing him a little bit at third base uh, this spring just to uh, get him some at bats. And uh, you know, but they really like him as a catcher too. But Perez and Gomes are in front of him, so you know I don't know how you know he's kind of blocked there. So, but if I think if they have an if opportunity presents itself. Either at third base or maybe in the outfield at some point in time, maybe early, later this year, I think he'd get a shot there and that's a kid- that's a kid that that is really kind of interesting to me and you know Merritt, of course, is here ryan Merritt, and uh he's out of options he's he's an option in the bullpen, and
1: Francona came out and said, uh, today we don't want to lose this guy right. Uh, Yandy Diaz has he hit a ball in the air in batting practice? Yes,
0: <laughs> he hit some balls in the air. You, you couldn't help but hit it in the air today. The wind was blowing so hard. So, but he, you know, he looks huge, man. He's he's just a big, he's a big <laughs> dude, man. These guys, he's. I mean, Zimmer, you know, is, is healthy. His his hand is healed. Uh, uh, Yandy had to pull groin muscle. He he looks fine. So, you know, they they are. I think they're. You know, they're ready to go. As I guess they're as, as they, they're as ready as they're going to be. And they've got, you know, the first game starts Friday. So we'll
1: see what happens. All right, last question before I let you get going. Uh, were you able to look at uh, Yonder Alonzo in the cage and, and get anything uh, just from, from taking, him, taking in him in batting practice at all today? I just saw, yeah, he was hitting. You know, he's got
0: a nice swing. He was driving the ball, and he's driving the ball out of the park. I've watched him take ground balls at first base. The last couple of days, he he moves around really well for a pretty big guy. So uh, yeah, I think uh, you know this is going to be a, a good fit. And I was talking to uh, talking to Lindor about the infield. If it stays this way, you know, if it, if Brant, if Brantley is able to open the season, um, you know, on time in left field, then he said, I asked him, what do you think about the, the infield? If you know, Kipnis at second and and Ramirez at third and he goes it, it it looks great we've got all-stars at every position and i i it kind of that, that dawned on me for the first time that yeah they've got they've got five all-stars right there or what? no well, yeah four four all-stars
1: well and so a in a, in a two-time all-star in, in the past in Kipnis.
0: yeah right so everybody on that infield has one has gone to an, uh, at least one all-star game
1: yeah well it'll be interesting to see uh, you know alonzo's numbers did Dip uh, a little bit his uh, his slugging and his his on base uh, plus slugging percentage uh, dipped a little bit when he went went over to Seattle. Uh, part of that could be the park, but uh, you know it also could be that the the league sort of caught on to what he was doing and and figured out how to attack him. Uh, how does he guard against that becoming an issue this season?
0: Yeah, you know that's uh, that's the name of the game. Adjustments. I think you know guys that lift the ball um you know uh that that you concentrate on changing their launch angle you know pitchers have learned to combat that with you know high fastballs and and uh you know and and breaking balls in the dirt so you know that's uh you know that's the cat and mouse game that that the pitchers and hitters play with each other and, and you know that's the thing i'm sure that people are going to be be watching with with alonzo can he can this adjustment can is this is what we saw last year? can he carry that into this year and you know so it, it's going to be it's going to be interesting, and you know the Indians obviously felt he did he, that that could work because they they signed it for two years for sixteen
1: million, so we'll see how that goes okay we're approaching uh like you said the end of the week here Friday will be the uh cactus league opener between the Indians and the reds there'll be uh, several more workouts between now and then that you'll uh you'll be there to witness and then uh the uh the opener starts Friday uh we'll try to talk to you again uh probably Thursday before that first cactus league game and then and then maybe briefly uh uh after the game on Friday uh paul uh, uh you know batting down the hatches if it's still windy uh yeah. Uh hope for uh, hope for some better weather out there and and we'll uh we'll talk to you again later on this week.
0: Okay, Joe, thanks man.